Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, within the next six months or so, the Australian public will be asked to vote in what's called the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. The proposal is to have a board of Indigenous Australians who will have a voice in any legislation being considered. Some welcome the idea, some think it's just tokenism. Jonathan Drennan is an Irish journalist based in Sydney. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Afternoon, Sean. Just in general, uh, it, over the last few decades in Australia, it, it, in terms of the relationship uh, with Aboriginal people there, has that improved in terms of acknowledging what was done to them and their importance in the history of Australia? It's been quite a contentious relationship, to put it mildly, Sean. I think we can look back at Australia and there's a very checkered history, to put it mildly, in, I suppose, recent history. Uh, there, there have been improvements in terms of recognising the historical issues that I've, I've, I've really faced um, Indigenous Australians. 1967 was really a turning point in Australia in terms of recognizing them within the population count, which seems quite incredible that mm. it took until 1967 for that to happen. In recent years, there has been a recognition that improvements need to be made. But to this day, um, a male Indigenous person in Australia is far more likely to be incarcerated than go to university. So there's a huge amount of work that still needs to happen. And that is being recognised at the moment. Yeah. Now, in in uh, many sports clubs and uh, uh, various other organisations, when they have meetings, there's this kind of, is it called a ritual of welcome or, or what exactly is that? Yeah, it's quite a quite an unusual thing, perhaps, for an Irish person who might be visiting Australia. But there's two things, Sean, um, which is really used to acknowledge that you're on Aboriginal land in Australia, which can happen at work, it can happen at a wedding, it can happen in a sports club. The first thing is called Welcome to Country, which would be given by an Indigenous elder, which is essentially welcoming you welcoming you onto Aboriginal land. And the second thing, which would be done by somebody who is not from that land, is called an acknowledgement of country, which again is acknowledging that uh, First Nations people in Australia are the the first occupants of the land and really just acknowledging that, yes, uh, we, we are on their land. So that would be very common and a lot more common than it previously was as well in mm. Australia. So is there a form of words and most Australians would be familiar with that form of words? Well, depending on the organisation. So in my own experience, I started my career in advertising of all things and it really wasn't common at all. Uh, Within the media, it varies. Then I moved into universities. I worked for the Australian Football League and it was extremely common. So in my mind, it's something that I'm really, really familiar with now. So you would say, as an example, I would like to acknowledge elders past, present and emerging and acknowledging today that we are on uh, Aboriginal land and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So that's just a really common generic acknowledgement of country, but it's something that if you live here for any amount of time, you would become familiar with, yes. Mm. Do Aboriginal people appreciate that? So I actually had this conversation with a friend who used to play for the Wallabies, uh, the rugby team, and he's an Indigenous leader, really. And I, I asked him that exact question, Sean. I said, 
I think it's good as a, as a foreigner, as an Irish person, but what do you feel? Is it tokenistic? Is it performative? And he said, well, do you know what? It does matter because for so many years there was nothing. There was no acknowledgement that uh, First Nations people were the first Australians. There was no acknowledgement in terms of the historical inequalities that were there. So he said, yes, it does matter. So it really made me think whenever it is delivered, just that it's not so much about who delivers it or when it's delivered, but the fact that it is being delivered and it does matter in terms of recognition. Okay, so as a step on from that, I suppose, uh, there's this proposal to have an Indigenous voice to Parliament uh, uh, grouping. Now, there's going to be a referendum about that. If that were passed, what would that mean? So, in really simple terms, Sean, and Australians are really struggling to grasp this, and I even go to the Prime Minister, who has really struggled to explain it correctly. In very, very simple terms, what this will mean will be a constitutional change which will recognise Indigenous people in Australia in the Constitution by giving them the voice to Parliament. Now, what the voice to Parliament is, is an advisor, an advisory group of Indigenous elders who will advocate and advise uh, the, the Australian government on matters that pertain to them. So be that social issues, health issues, economic issues. They don't have any actual legal um, rights within this this voice to parliament. It's an advisory group, and that's it in really, really simple terms. Mm. W- w- would their advice be made public? I imagine it would be. Now, this is the thing as well. There's going to be a referendum in, in Australia, which essentially the question is, do we recognise uh, First Nations people have a right to have this voice uh, to parliament? And the actual detail of what that voice to parliament would be hasn't actually been legislated at the moment. Anthony Albanese, the Australian Prime Minister, has been very, very clear that it will not have any legal rights in terms of changing legislation. But in terms of their advocacy, yes, I, I would say absolutely it would be public. Now, as I understand it, though, support for a yes vote has been declining. Why is that, Jonathan? Essentially, Sean, it's been a case of the Yes campaign having a very, very poor communication strategy. They really, really can't explain exactly why Australians should get behind it. The No campaign, which has been really, really simple in its in its messaging, it's essentially to Australians. There's not enough detail. You don't understand it. Vote No. Now, in Australia, it's notoriously difficult to get a referendum passed. In the last number of years, there's been 44 proposals of constitutional change. Only eight of them have been successful. The last referendum in Australia was to become a republic in 1999. It failed. So I think the new campaign have just really swooped on that lack of detail, creating a real ideology that it's very confusing. Will this create... um, a split system in Australia? Will this create consternation? And really, at the moment, I have to say that's winning and the Yes campaign is slipping. But having said that, there's a lot of time between now and October when it's likely to be voted on. Who's on the No campaign? Well, so the the main architect of the No campaign would be the opposition leader, Peter Dutton, uh, which would be the slightly ironically named Liberal Party, who in Australia are uh, <laughs> quite quite right-wing, quite right-wing, to put it mildly. 
But essentially, Peter Dalton's main argument is it's divisive. It is going to do more power than good. It is tokenistic. It's performative. It's not actually going to bring any real meaningful change to Indigenous people. Having said that as well, Sean, and this is where it gets slightly interesting, there are some prominent voices from Indigenous people who are against it as well. Senator Lydia Thorpe, who has said that essentially this will be ceding sovereignty uh, as an Indigenous Australian, and they do not want to be recognised as part of what was essentially a British uh, colonial document in 1900. There's also uh, Indigenous Australians, including Senator Warren Mundine, who said that it's going to be completely divisive. And how on earth can you have a voice to Parliament, which is only represented by a small amount of Indigenous Australians, when in fact there's 350 Indigenous nations? So there are prominent voices within them. However, 80% of Indigenous people that have been polled are polling in favour of it. So... I think the onus now really is on Anthony Albanese to really pull it together and try to to create a very clear communication strategy because they're losing time. And I think it'll be voted after the major sporting finals here, which is uh, very typically Australian that they have to wait for <laughs> sport 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 to be over before they can vote on something as important as this. Ah, oh, well, you have to yeah, you have to have a sense of uh, what's important, I suppose. Uh, Jonathan Drennan is an Irish journalist based in Sydney. Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time, Sean. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.